as the dawning of the day moves us from darkness to light, so will the entrance of God's Word lighten up your life. Stay tuned for the teaching ministry of Charlotte Favre as she presents this light with Bringing to Light Ministries. Today is your day for victory in Jesus. Good day to you, and I'm so glad that you have tuned into our program. I am Charlotte Favre, and it's always a joy to come and minister to you. As always, I hope you have your Bibles. We're going to be looking at some scripture today, and we've been calling this, What is the Church to Do? You know, I believe there are many things as the body of Christ that we can do, but we must know our authority in the earth. So let us rise up in that authority that God has given to the child of God. And let us decree the word of God. Let us pray the word of God. And I believe we're going to see glorious things take place, even in the midst of all the darkness that's around us. Amen. I believe it with all of my heart. Well, you know, Shantae, we appreciate her so much. She does once again have a special word for you. Listen carefully. Hello, I'm Shantae Hawkman. There is no greater love than the love from our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We know in John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. In verse 17, it says that God did not come to condemn the world, but to come to love us and to give his life for us. We know in Romans in chapter 10 and verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess that you are saved. God wants you to give your life to Him today. He loves you so much. And there is nothing like knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord. He will give you that peace and that joy in your heart that you need. And it's, it promises us that He will give us eternal life. And we know in Ephesians, it says Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God. It's nothing that we can do in ourselves and who we are, but this is a gift that God has given to us that we can have eternal life, and it's by His grace and His love. Please pray a prayer with me today and ask Jesus to be your Lord and to be your Savior. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, I come and I ask you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I ask you to cleanse me and purify me from all sin. I ask you to forgive me for anything, all that I have done. And Lord, I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. In Jesus' holy name, amen. We'll praise the Lord. We know in verse 13 of Romans 9, it says, call upon the Lord and you will be saved. So as you have called upon the Lord today, I believe that you have received Jesus and you have, you have been saved and that you will spend eternity in heaven with me. Well, praise the Lord. Please call or write to us and let us know what God has done for you today. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. This past time that we were teaching, we were looking in the scriptures in Matthew 21. 
but there's a verse that I really want to talk a little bit with you about today. So again, if you have your Bible, so please feel free to turn with me. Matthew 21, verse 16, and he, speaking of Jesus, said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? Now, there were those scribes and the Pharisees, the religious one, if you were, they were speaking to Jesus because we know that Jesus had been on the way into Jerusalem and everyone was crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. And here's what was said. Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have you never read? that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Now, this is interesting because this is certainly not just a truth for these, but this is a truth for you and me. And I wanted to make sure that we glean from what Jesus is saying to us in this verse. He's saying, yes, I hear them. Have you never read that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? In other words, as the people were worshiping, praising the Lord, and it specifically mentions the children, okay? But as we praise and worship the Lord, this scripture says that praise is perfected. Now, not only the word praise, but we see this word used again in Psalms in chapter 8. And I want to read that verse to you, please. In verse 2, it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. So again, instead of using the word praise, praise brings strength because... Now, this is something I really want you to focus on today. As we praise and worship the Lord, yes, strength comes because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal or silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, obviously, when we praise the Lord, when we worship Him, it is because He is worthy. And Scripture says, anything that hath breath, let him praise the Lord. In other words, if you're breathing, you need to be praising. And we have so much to be thankful for in the midst of many troubles that we may have. We have a lot to be thankful for. If you don't mind, I'd like to interject this. But yesterday, I got up and I was getting ready to go to our church to do our ministry work there. And uh, I sit down to a bowl of cereal. And I always pray over my food, but it was different at that moment. And I looked down at my cereal, and I had the milk to pour on it, and I had some banana there beside of me, and I had my cup of coffee that I enjoy. And I paused, and I began to think. I live in a country that most people don't think about food when they sit down to eat or they run into a fast food restaurant. Now, don't, don't send me your emails and letters that there are those who don't have. I understand that. But most of the people in our nation has food to eat. But I was thinking about as I was getting ready to partake of food, I thought of all the countries around the globe that there's some that have not had food for days, and many of them will die from starvation. And I thought how privileged I was to live in this country, and I began to thank the Lord for that. But you know, I went further, and I began to thank the Lord for those who fought, and many of them died on the battlefield 
so that I could have freedom in this United States of America. Any good that we have in this nation, obviously it was given from God, but there were men that were willing to die to have freedom from the bondage of those that would not allow them to worship as they desired. You see, America was founded upon the principles of God. Covenant was made before God that we would be a nation as a city on a hill, that we would send forth the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of the nations. And so I am so grateful for every person who died on the battlefield to give me my liberty. And I think sometimes we need to reflect on that. We need to meditate on that. And further still, we need to share that with our children and our grandchildren. We live in a generation that takes so much for granted. I guess what grieves me so much is how that the nation can be so disrespected, people in position so disrespected. We don't have the honor that we are giving to others to whom honor is due. Even if we don't agree with everything they say and do, we have a responsibility to give them honor. So with all of that said, we need to be grateful. So with this scripture, we are to speak praise and worship to the Lord. Notice again that strength is ordained. Notice because of thine enemies. I want to say this to you. When you choose to praise the Lord, even if it's over a bowl of cereal, I want you to know that it's going to minister strength to you, but listen to what else it does. It will silence demonic spirits. Why? The Bible says it this way. God inhabits the praise of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. So when God comes down in the midst of a praise and a worship unto him, God is light, amen, and darkness cannot stay in the midst of where there is praise and worship. I don't know about it, your church, but in our church, when we begin to praise and worship the Lord, it's, I think of the song that the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. There's something about coming together in praise and in worship that the things that may have been trying to weigh on me when I was on my way in, all at once doesn't have the importance and the significance that it did have. Why? Because now I have approached the throne of God in praise and in worship. But I want you to know that the enemies are silenced when you praise and worship. You know, if we could all really get a hold of that truth, that when troubles do come, not that we're thanking God for the problem, but we're thanking our God who can solve the problem. We're thanking our God who will see us through the problems that we may have in this life. Praise and worship is going to be vital in our lives. We know the Bible even tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm going to begin reading in 21. It says, And when he had consulted with the people, let me back up just a little bit and remind you what's going on here in this chapter. There was a great army that was coming against Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, and they were far greater than the people of the children of Israel. And the Bible says that Jehoshaphat began to fear. But let's read. 
The Bible tells us he sought the Lord and in prayer and he fasted. Listen to it again. In uh, chapter, or excuse me, verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord and singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. He saw the importance here of the praisers that would go before the army. Why? Because what does praise do? It silences the enemy. So that's what's going on here. They're praising and God inhabits the praises of his people. All right, let's read on. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. I want you to notice what happened. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord moved forward and set ambushments away to catch the enemy and to stop them. Praise and worship is so vital and it is truly a weapon against what the enemy is trying to do against you. Let us praise and worship the Lord. So what is the church to do? We are to praise and worship the Lord. We had a few weeks back, we had started talking about some of the reasons why people don't pray. You know, we see praise and worship. We see the importance of prayer. We see the importance of intercession. We're talking about these things. But there are some reasons that people don't pray like they should. We saw that the first one is the sovereignty of God. Is He sovereign? Absolutely. But let's think about that word. We know sovereignty means supremacy. It means supreme ruler of the universe. And yes, that's who God is. Some say that God is going to do whatever he likes, that he is sovereign. Well, they say, then why pray? If he's going to do whatever he wants to do, then why pray? Well, I think if we really get into the Word of God, we'll see that prayer is very important. It is vital. We read in Matthew 6 that the Father knows what we have need of before we ask. So some people say, well, if he already knows and he loves us, he's just going to bring it to pass. If it's God's will, it will happen, they say. So there is really no faith required in that. It can be God, whatever. You've already made up your mind what you're going to do, and you will do it. Well, we know that's not true. Yes, God has given us the holy word of God. He even says in scripture, you have not because you ask not. It doesn't just happen. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. But God is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
we see here in this verse that it is not God's will that any should perish. It is God's will that all come to the Lord to be born again, that they will come to repent of their sin. That's God's will. That is God's sovereign will. But are all going to come to the Lord? Are all going to be saved? No, they're not. There will be many multitudes that will not be born again. Why? Because they reject the truth. You must be born again, the Bible says. How am I born again? You believe that Jesus came and he died and he was raised from the dead the third day. And the Bible said to call upon the name of the Lord. What's his name? His name is Jesus. And he said you would be saved. It is so simple that many are going to miss it. They're not going to be saved. So you see, we look at what God's will is, but again, there will be many that will not be saved. So that does away with this thought, well, God is sovereign. He's going to do what he wants to do. No, he wants all to be saved, but all will not be born again. He gives every individual a choice. You can reject him or you can accept him. I'm going to pause right here. There's somebody that's tuned in today and you've heard the truths about salvation and you don't want to perish and go to hell. And it causes you fear to think that if you died, you would go to hell. In fact, if I was at your house or your place that you are right now, and I said, if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? Well, you'd say, I hope I'm going to heaven, but I'm not really sure. Then you are double-minded. You are doubting. I know what that's like. I did that for many years of wondering, would I really go to heaven? And I was, I was raised in church from an infant. But nobody showed me what the scripture said in Romans chapter 10. If somebody would have just taken a few moments and said, Charlotte, this is how you're born again. But you know what we did? When they would sing just as I am, that song always touched my heart. And I would sense the convicting power of the spirit of God. And I would run to the altars. I would get on my knees because that's what I was supposed to do. Everybody get around me and pray. I mean, it was a roar of prayers. And I'd get up and my mentality was, well, I feel just like I felt when I walked down the aisle. I expected an explosion, something grand to happen in my life. But that didn't happen to me. And I'd get up and they'd hug me and all this stuff. And I'd go back to my seat and I was still afraid I would go to hell. Is that you today? I want you to know that we're stopping right in the middle of a message to speak with you. Or you may know somebody that is struggling with the confidence that if they die, they're going to heaven. I want you to know that today you can know that you know that you know you're born again. First of all, I would ask, do you believe that the Bible is the word of God? Do you believe it to be truth? I think you would say, yes, I do, Charlotte. I believe the Bible. But I've prayed. I've asked him to come into my heart. But there's still a fear 
that I may not go to heaven. One or two things may be going on. It may be that the enemy's coming and he's speaking lies to you that you did this thing and you did that. And because of that, you are not going to heaven because you don't deserve heaven. Well, that's coming from the kingdom of darkness. And remember, Satan and his demons, the Bible says they're liars. They are, Satan is the father of lies. They're not speaking truth to you. The new birth, and I'm gonna go right back over there and we're gonna look at it together. It is found in Romans chapter 10. And when I finally saw this, and I'll have to admit, as an adult, I saw Romans chapter 10. And when I began to be showed the scriptures that is, that is here, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus as Lord, and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you believe in your heart that Jesus came into the earth, the Son of God? He lived a perfect life. He died, but he was raised the third day. The Bible says he did. Do you believe what the Bible says about that? For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I believe in my heart these things, but then I'm going to confess with my mouth that Jesus died and was raised the third day. And then the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him, Jesus, shall not be ashamed or put to shame, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. I'm going to go into verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible here says, If you call upon the name of Jesus, he will come into your heart. You will be born again. He will be Lord of your life. That means you're willing to live for Him and serve Him. So you know when the enemy started coming to me and saying, Charlotte, if you died, you're going to hell. You're not going to heaven. I had the word now that made the difference. I pulled out the sword of the Holy Spirit and I remember turning my Bible and I said, devil, I talked to him. I said, devil, look at this right here. And I went through each one of these verses and I began to read them. I believe this. I believe this. I called upon the name of Jesus. He came into my heart and he said, because I did, I am saved. That's what I told him. You know what he did? He ducks his tail and he runs away. Don't live your life double-minded and fearful about death. That's a horrible place to be. It may be you, you're saying today, well, Charlotte, when I was just a kid, I didn't even have understanding. You know, they drug me down front and I prayed some prayer that they were praying. I don't even know what it meant. And that's what I have just stood on all my life. Well, you know, I'm not saying that a little child couldn't be born again. They certainly can. One of my daughters was four years old when she asked Jesus to come into her heart and was practically filled with the Holy Ghost right after that, speaking in other tongues. But I want to encourage you right now, let's don't take a chance. Let's know that you know right now, based on this scripture, say this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I believe that you came into the earth and you lived, and you died. But Jesus, you were raised the third day. I'm asking you to come into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Jesus, I decree that you are my Lord. Say it with me. Jesus, I decree 
that you are my Lord and I will live for you and I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now say this, say Satan, say it with me. Satan, I renounce you. You are not my Lord. You're not my God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, it's important that you confess it. Confession is made unto salvation. It's going to be important for you to get on the phone and call somebody. You can call this TV station. You can call a Christian friend. You can call that Christian in your family. But let somebody know you made Jesus the Lord of your life. You never have to doubt it again. You did the work. Romans 10, get it out, find it. So if the enemy comes and says you're not a Christian, you can speak the word that you are a born-again believer. Now if you sin, you fail God in some way, the Bible said just confess it to him as sin and he'll forgive you. It's so simple. Jesus, this is what I did and it was wrong and I ask you to forgive me. He loves you. You are born again today. You're my brother and sister in Christ. If it's possible, get into your local church and ask to be baptized. If you don't have that, then you can find a church, I'm sure, that would be honored to baptize you in water. Now, it's been such a joy to be with you. Hope to hear from you. Until next time, may God bless you, and I love you. I love you all. Hello, I am Shantae Hawkman. Are you in an area in your life where you need a healing or a touch from the Lord? God wants to touch your body or to just even touch you emotionally and give you His peace that passes all understanding. We know that the Bible gives us many promises of God's healing power. In Isaiah 53, in verse 4, it says, Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. I believe that God wants to touch you today in a mighty way. We believe in God's Word and in His promises. And I feel that we can just hold fast to His promises every day and to speak His Word. I know that when my little boy was sick, that I just spoke the Word over him and I said, Micah, you will live and not die, and you will declare the works of the Lord. And I know that the Word says that Jesus, He sent His Word and Jesus is the Word. God sent His Word to heal all of, our, of us from our sicknesses and diseases. Can I pray with you today that God will touch your body wherever you are. It, the promise says that He will bring us peace. And it says that God, He even bore the grief and the sorrow that you may have today. That God wants to touch you mentally, physically, spiritually in every way. But let's pray. Father, we just come to you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for my brother and my sister today. Father, wherever they are, God, you know their need. And Father, I'm asking of you to touch their bodies. Lord, to minister peace and joy and strength to their hearts today. Father, I thank you for a healing in their bodies. 
that we can just hold fast to your promises that by Jesus stripes, we are healed and we are whole. And Father, we thank you for your healing in my brother and sister today. Father, just touch their bodies by your power and by your might. And Father, we thank you for it, that they are healed and they are whole. In Jesus' holy name, amen. We'll praise God. Please write to us or call and let us know what God has done for you today. And I'm believing and I stand fast in prayer for your healing and from a touch from the Lord. Amen.